You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, my friend, one of my favorite people in the whole world, Kim Daly. Welcome, Kim. Oh, thank you, Jim. Right back at you. Well, Kim, you know, there's so many things that I could talk to you about, abundance and mindset and growth and how to help people thrive, what you do every single day. But for people that haven't heard you on the show before, why don't you just tell them a little bit about your background and what you're passionate about? That's awesome. So thank you, Jim. I'm a franchise consultant, so I help people build wealth using the proven systems of a franchise. Like the vast majority of people that meet me don't really think about a franchise until we start talking about their goals for their future, money and time, (laughs) right? And then I say, well, there might be a franchise that can help create those outcomes for your life. And then people start thinking, wow, I had no idea that a franchise could help me get to there. So that's the fun conversation is helping people open their thinking or their mind to, you know, I just thought franchising was food like Jersey Mike's or Chick-fil-A. I didn't realize there was so much opportunity out there where people could really build wealth and scale a business, you know, that also then gives them their time back. I love that. I mean, Kim, give me a story, just one example of one of your clients that, you know, what maybe your favorite story, you know, like I could give a great story about you and I meeting and you starting to do infinite banking and how you've created your system. And, and I love that story. And we'll talk a little bit about your infinite banking system in a few minutes, but like, give me a story like, Hey, I met this person and he or she did this and now they're here. Right. I, okay. I mean, obviously I've been doing this for 21 years. I have thousands of stories i I love all of my people even the people who learn from me and then say you know what i don't want to be in a franchise right like sometimes it's like crossing it off your bucket list by going through this process and being like you know what i learned and now i know it's not for me but obviously i like the stories where it is for people much better but so let me think by the way i've been through this process kim with you and i did buy a franchise so I know the process and I will confirm that Kim is totally like just wants to find out about you and what you want to do. And it, it it is a cool process to go through. I think people should do it if they're just thinking maybe it's for me, maybe it's not. It's kind of like I reverse the process. The, I reverse engineer the process. So we begin with the end in mind. So like one of the first things I'm going to ask somebody is, you know, like, so let's say somebody comes to me and they're in career transition. Maybe they're coming, getting out of the military or look, the economy is a little unstable. A lot of people are losing their job or they fear losing their job. And so they kind of start to think about what else could I do to build some security into my financial future? And a lot of times that's what drives people to my YouTube channel or to start searching online and then they find me. So let's take like a husband and wife that find themselves like, let's say they're high I just did a deal with um, place a, a wonderful couple from Dallas. Both salespeople make a lot of money in corporate America. 
both in their mid-50s, both know that they are at the upper end of the food chain. Like they're the highest paid people in their company. And if there is a recession, more than likely one of them is probably going to get cut. So they had the vision to sort of start thinking about, well, what else could we do? And plus, like to make that kind of money in the sales positions they're in, it requires a ton of travel. They have like no quality of life. I mean, even working with them for one to two months was challenging because their schedules were so incredibly demanding, right? A lot of three-way calls because I mean, they weren't in the same place, you know, too often. And so they ended up investing in a business where the husband would probably be the first one to leave the job. He makes a little bit less than his wife. And I think he has more of that entrepreneurial spirit and she kind of likes what she does and wanted to stay doing it longer. Like her vision was if I could make it three to five more years, but we could transition him out within one to two years. So the cool thing about a franchise, Jim, is the right franchise doesn't need the owner to be full time in the beginning. It can allow what's called semi-absentee ownership. But let me clarify, that doesn't mean absentee, as you know, (laughs) semi-absentee means. 20 to 25 hours a week for the owner with a full-time manager. So it's semi-absent or part-time for the owner, but it's still full-time for somebody, somebody that you can trust, maybe give some equity to, who's going to be you when you're not there. So they invested in business like that. The goal is to get this thing up and kind of like primed where he can feel like, okay, there's some cash flow being generated, whether he can, you know, quit his job and step into that income or not. They didn't really need the money, but get it primed with both of them keeping the job. And then sooner rather than later, he would leave the job. And I feel like based on the amount of travel he has to do for his job, the reality is he's going to need to quit that job sooner rather than later. But the business will be in better hands with him anyway. So now they're going to be off and running and hopefully within three to five years, they'll have multiple locations up and running to where now the business can or they can see a future where both of them could step back from corporate America and also have people in in technology and brand in place to not have to be in on the ground floor of what they've built, but to now have their time back. And it may take a little bit longer than that because they were very big W2 earners. It may take multiple businesses, you know, there's no easy way to replace, you know, almost seven figures of income, but there is a way. No, I love that. And I love what you talked about with the transition and semi-absentee. I get that too. And I've learned that a little bit the hard way and that's okay. I went to public school, Kim, so I'm a little slower than the, than you uh, private school kids. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, I'm just teasing, but you said something there where I mean, right now they're not in control. If there's a recession, they, they're at the mercy of that market, that company, budgets. there's so many things that can go wrong when you have a business that is either recession proof or do you have a chance as the owner to change the direction and, you know, talk about what you've seen in the past in your 20 plus years of doing this, because you've seen a couple of recessions, what happens with these business owners or what, what power do they have to change or keep their destiny going in the right direction? Yeah. So 
a long, long, long time ago when I first got into franchising, my very first mentor taught me that in good times and bad, the franchise industry grows. So in good times, money's flowing. People want more of the American dream. They're investing money to build wealth. In bad times, people are losing their job. They have instability in their lives and they're looking for that stability and control. And so they turn to franchising. So in either economy, the industry grows. And I've seen that now for 21 years. So what people invest in will change, right? As well as their motivation for investing, but people are still investing. So on the, the ground level of ownership, that one of the biggest values to a franchise is the idea that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So when people come to me, a lot of times, Jim, when they think about like a business they want to own, they think about the widget, like, oh, I love to work out, so I want to own the gym. Or mm -hmm. worse, they think about like what their community may need. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, so owning a business is not a hobby. <laughs> and if that business that your community needs doesn't match your, your income expectations or your skill sets, you're going to be miserable. So it's more important to me that you find people that have a vision for building a brand. Owning a franchise is about finding people, not widgets. So we're always looking at the leadership of the organization and then validating that with the current family of franchisees. So if we're going into a recession, this idea that you're not in business by yourself, you don't have to solve every problem of the business on your own. So we can, in fact, look at more recession resistant businesses, you know, those need based essential businesses that are out there as franchise like plumbing or, you know, like restoration. You know, I don't want to call you, but I have to call you right if I have a leak in my roof. But those businesses aren't going to be right for everybody. And just because we're going into a tough, challenging time doesn't mean that people stop spending money on fitness or self-care like massage or infrared sauna memberships that are popping up everywhere, things like that. The right demographic with the, a good location and, and with a smart franchisor that can adapt and change the marketing to fit the times and, and help meet the customer's needs and wants, that brand can still grow even in a challenging time. And in fact, you as a franchise donor will be a part of those adaptations because you're going to be in it every day, listening to what your clients are saying and being able to give that feedback back to the franchisor to then try to help and strengthen the entire brand. So yeah, a recession can make a business harder, but it doesn't mean you have to get in the fetal position. Look, we saw that in the pandemic. Very, very few, if any of the franchisors I work with, and I work with a couple hundred franchisors permanently closed due to the pandemic. I don't think anybody permanently closed in my world. I had fitness franchisors that have no permanent closures due to the pandemic. I The number one brand I help people get into in 2020 was a yoga franchise. And I was doing some of those deals in California. Like it's mind blowing. And from the outside, you think, how are you doing that? Well, it all funnels back to leadership the leadership of the organization that was putting money and time and care, not just into supporting their franchisees like physically, but to supporting their franchisees emotionally, which we needed a lot of. No, I love that. And I love that things, I would agree with you. It's kind of like, you know, infinite banking is similar when you say when things are good, people have extra money, 
They're looking for additional ways to control their money. So they look at infinite banking when things are tough. They look at the guarantee and the tax treatment of infinite banking. And they, so in our company, we've been so blessed. I mean, it's, it's really grown amazing during COVID, during all these other things. But it's like, you know, Kim, when there are tough times, you know, people kick it in. And you, you mentioned something, you know, you have this vision and then there are obstacles that get in the way. And enjoying those obstacles, but learning how to overcome them, not by yourself, that's an advantage that franchises have, but successful people learn to enjoy that adversity and, and enjoy the opposition. Talk a little bit about, and, and you can use an example if you want, like where you've seen that happen and, and a company step in and help, maybe somebody got sick or something else. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's so true. Look, if you're going to be a business owner, you can't control the economy. So if you're trying to enter the market at like the perfect time, like jokes on you because everything could change that's completely out of your control. I'd rather teach you as your coach while you're going through this process, I'd rather teach you and empower you how to feel in control of your business, regardless of what the economy is doing. That's one of those factors that's outside of your control. Yes, an economy can make your business easier or harder, but it doesn't have to stop you or prevent you from building the life that you want if you desire to own a business and you know build this cash flowing asset, right? So in terms of the question you asked, you know, franchisors are humans. Yes, they're business people, but they're humans. And so, you know, when we do go into harder times, we I've seen uh, royalty abatement, right, in the pandemic. I saw franchisors going to bat for franchises that had physical leases. They, where the franchisor own, you know, like works directly with the commercial real estate people, they went to bat for their franchisees so nobody paid any rent, right? Like in that particular fitness franchisor I was talking about, the reason I was, you know, helping people get into yoga was because their franchisees that were open were literally telling people that I was working with, we're making more money with our physical doors closed because the franchisor went to bat, nobody paid any rent. They had a virtual membership that was a corporate revenue stream, but they turned that back around and they were like, look, if you can keep your members on draft, because of the virtual training membership, then you can keep that money. And then they got PPP loans if people wanted them so they could continue to pay their instructors. So when your biggest fixed cost, your rent goes away and you're still collecting 80% of your membership draft because of the virtual training membership, you're going to be telling stories that you're making more money when your doors closed. And all of that was leadership, leadership that Bought outside the box that quickly adapted and reacted and, and and proactively like created opportunity versus leadership that you know they could have gotten the fetal position and been like uh, let's just hang tight we don't know what's going to happen you know and then who knows what would have happened it would have been a very different scenario. Yeah, I saw that a lot with clients, and you know, and obviously I knew you through that process. And I don't think you skipped a beat. I know we didn't skip a beat. And it's fun to know that you can overcome adversity and overcome obstacles like that. And so having somebody with you, not alone, stronger, 
makes you stronger, right? And, you know, to me, what, what I always tell people, if you want something, then find somebody else that has what you want and do what they did. You do say that. I've heard you say it many and, times. But even better is when you have somebody that will partner with you. And that's what a franchisor does is they want to see you succeed because you have royalties and things that you pay. And so they want you to make a boatload of money, right? They want you to be happy because then they're going to make a boatload of money and they're going to be happy. So now, again, it's not all about money and wealth is not just money, but money gives you choices. Choices give you freedom. I'm all about the freedom in my life. And I know you are too, Kim, as a mom and being able to go and do what you want to do when you want to do it. And, you know, I know you're very generous giving to the causes that you care about, all of those things. Well, guess what? By helping people, then you're able to do those things and help more people and more people. And I think that's really cool that you do that. So you do infinite banking. Like I said, what, what I think is perfect about franchising and infinite banking is you put this money in this insurance contract, then you can borrow the insurance company's money to go buy assets that are gonna cash flow. If you're that highly paid W-2 person and you're buying and you're, and you're transitioning, you don't need all of that money that the franchise is making in the beginning. So you flow back into the insurance contract, maybe expand your franchise, and you keep doing that over and over again until you your franchise is bringing in more than your ideal lifestyle requires. Talk about how you've used your infinite banking system. And how long have you been doing infinite banking, Kim? I can't remember. Three years. Three Almost years. to the end of like the big, the big beginning. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're almost through the capitalization phase. There we like go. It. That's a nice way to say it. By next March, all my upfront capitalization will be completed. <laughs> And you're going to have a lot of money in there and then putting it in motion. What are some of the things that you've used your system for? So I was offered the opportunity to invest, to become a 5% equity owner in a very profitable business that cash flows amazingly well on a quarterly basis. So I took that money right out of that infinite banking policy to make that investment and um, enable to flow that those return dividends kind of back into the policy. I've used the policy for, I invested in, what else did I use it for? A real estate syndication deal that I did. So, you know, everybody knows kind of how those work. That was a much smaller investment and the returns on that aren't really enough to kind of flow back into it, but that's okay. I mean, I have cash flow coming from, you know, my my business here with Brand Choice to be able to, to make those up. Um, but yeah, those, and like recently you've been counseling me to, you know, use it. So I... I had a bunch of extra cash. I put it back into that policy, but now I'm going to take it out because I'm going to be doing a home remodel. So I'm funneling that money through the policy to take it back out. So, Kim, it's almost like you're being your own banker. <laughs> or it's I exactly like that. <laughs> but you know what's cool about what you said is you had an opportunity. So opportunities find cash, right? And you didn't have to make this decision of, hey, I'm going to take this money out of this account and buy this opportunity. What you did is my money stayed in there. I got to use the insurance company's money to go buy this opportunity that's, like you said, cash flowing like crazy. Yep. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. You know, like if they would let you keep buying part of that deal, 
you would do it over and over and over again. So you owned all of it, right? I mean, I that's would. what I would do. But um, in a bay, once I'm outside investors, I would be happy to write a check because I know exactly the opportunity that you're talking about. So Kim, we're talking about ownership in business for yourself, not by yourself. You ever run into people that say, but I got all this money in Wall Street or have people already flipped that switch when they come? Or what do you say if they haven't flipped the switch? Oh, so that's a really great question. No. So when people first, you know, however they find me, you, again, usually it's in some pain point, whether they heard me on a podcast or they referred to me by somebody and again, they're in career transition. It's like we, we do a lot of upfront work, Jim, talking about their mindset and because this is an alternative investment, right? This is kind of going against the norm. And the reason I bring this up is because once you start thinking about owning a business, the people that you start talking to has to shrink. If you think that you can take your amazing idea to own a franchise to your family and your friends and they're going to all support you, you are so wrong, right? And so the more people you start telling, the faster your dream is going to be in the toilet. So we, I have this conversation with people just to sort of start to set up that you've got, to your point, there are people within this world of franchising and investing in an alternative way that can become your new mentors and sounding boards, not necessarily going to be the people that already know you and like your family and your friends, because you may be growing outside of their comfort zone. And while they mean well, their advice is not necessarily accurate. And one of the ways that a lot of people, we, we've sort of been doing infinite banking here in franchising since the 80s. Like it's not really the same. I don't even know if you are even familiar with the rollover for business startup plan, but it's a way where you take your money out of your 401k that's, that's not, let's say, if you were severed from your company. So it has to be a 401k that's no longer tied to an employer, right? So let's say you moved on to another job, but you left your 401k there. And you roll it into your own 401k plan that's owned by your new corporation that you set up for your franchise. So as the shareholder, so if you went to work for Apple and they offered you shares of stock, right? You would give them money and they would give you shares of stock. So in this rollover for business startup plan, you're both people. You're going to give yourself the money and then you're going to get shares of stock. But now you have the money to start your own company. So we've been doing this since the 80s in franchising. And it's such an alternative way of thinking that we start talking about financing very early because people have to wrap their mind around, you know, taking their money out of the stock market and taking control of it and understanding that that's risky. People tell me never to touch my retirement. Like the advice here is that you're taking it to have full control over how it's growing. Because what if you're a company that you're in control of can net to you 25% to the bottom line compared to the six or 8% you're earning over here in your stock portfolio? Like it's, Maybe. but you have to, it's a, it's so to answer your question. Yes. We're, I'm having that mindset conversation with people because it's a whole shift away from traditional thinking to hear. And I'm going to tell your audience, when I met you, like I was in it, I've been self-employed now for 26 years, but you 
are probably the biggest, you know, you are the biggest influencer of my thinking with regard to money and wealth building because you taught me so much of what I even am saying right now. I learned through my friendship with you and through learning about infinite banking and just, you know, investments that you and I have together now. So, I mean, I, I give you so much credit and now I'm able to pass that on to so many other people in such a more meaningful way. I was always doing it, but now it's so much more intentional and I do it with so much more conviction because I took all my money out of the stock market once I figured this out and put it into these cash flowing assets where I have full control. Boom. I love the way that you said that. Thank you. Because one thing that I love about you was from the very beginning, like I said earlier, you had this big heart where you were giving back to your community, to your church, to other people that I won't mention specifics, but you were giving back. You were serving. You're definitely a go-giver for everybody that's read that book. And so I really love that I had any influence on you to help you with that. But your mindset is abundance. And I, every single person that you work with, you see this big vision for them and you want to help change their lives, which I think is really cool. I know that's where your heart is. You know, you said something earlier. Remember, the majority has never been right about anything. You know, you have to be alternative or you're in the herd. You're in the rat race. And nothing good happens in the herd, right? I mean, nothing good. And you think about, so what you said, I love what you said about the transfer because you have this money sitting here. And I asked people, I used to do seminars, Kim, and I would say, I'll give a thousand dollars to anybody that can come up here and tell me how much money they have in their 401k exactly. And they would come up and they'd say, look, I just pulled my statement up. I have a million dollars. And I'd say, no, wrong. And they'd, no, that's what the statement says. It was five minutes ago. And I said, no, no, no. How much of that is the IRS's? Well, 37%. Well, you're not retiring today. So how much is it in the future? Well, I don't know. Okay. Then you don't know how much is in your 401k. That's yours, do you? So now think about that. You would never tell somebody to invest in a, in a franchise if you didn't understand the tax consequences or if the tax consequences were to, to be determined later, right? But that's what the government does. to They control our money. And you're saying, hey, take control of your own money. Take control of your own life. Take control of your own money. Take control of your destiny. Take control of your vision and dream as big as you want to dream. It's not retirement. Retirement is not in the Bible, right? There's no, it wasn't, hey, Moses did all of this and then he retired. You know, David slayed Goliath and then he retired. You know, like, why would you ever retire? If you're doing what you love, owning a franchise, running your own business, giving people opportunities. Yeah, maybe you're not working that hard. You're doing what you want to do when you want to do it. But I love that you're, sometimes people ask me, Kim, hey, Jim, what do you do? And I say, I free slaves. And I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, okay? But I free financial slaves and I free people from limited thinking. And, and I know that's exactly what you do. And I believe that you free slaves too. That's amazing. Corporate refugees, I free them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I help them find a different way. I love that. I think it's so great. You're definitely not offending me. It makes me laugh. Yeah, it's so true. And you know, when people work for other people, 
I, I mean, I've never done it. I worked for somebody for three years and knew like there had to be a better way for Kim. And it, like it's a joke between me and my dad because I remember the day that I was like, you've done this for how many years, you know, and that like great when your parents realize their children are growing up, you know, and they're like, oh, oh, she finally gets it. And I was like, you know, when I was like 40 years old, I, I said, oh, I think I'm unemployable now. And my dad laughed. He was like, Kimberly, you've always been unemployable. <laughs> He's like, meaning I've always been the boss of Kim. But I, I figured that out for myself very early. But I want that for, uh, you know, on my podcast, I ask all the franchisees I interview, are you unemployable? Like, right. I, I love that. Yes. And I, I want them to like, be like, and, and it's that freedom. So what I was going to say is when you work for somebody else, you know, you're doing what somebody else wants you to do on their time frame for their end game. Right. And you're putting your heart and soul into it. And no wonder that people feel this resistance inside of themselves. It's not natural. Right. And they feel worn out because they're not free. But when, yeah. you, when you come to owning your own business, there's this mental freedom. Now, that doesn't mean that freedom comes still comes at a price right like yep. that doesn't mean owning a business is easy but you put in the time and the effort to get it to work and to work through the the challenges and to grow because it is all for you and the more you grow the more you can be and the more you can be the more you can serve and the more you can serve the more you can earn right like so that's the formula so you know i love what you said but yeah yes it's all these things but compared to what you know, yes, it's challenging. Yes, there will be obstacles. Yes, you will have to work hard. Compared to what? Compared you're in the herd and you're going to get slaughtered one of these days that you're just a sheep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or your income is capped or you're, you know, you have to travel or move your family to places you don't want to live because that's how you keep your job. Like all these things that people do. And I mean, that's just why I'm so passionate about franchising. It changed my life. And it can change anybody's life if you have the opportunity, you know, if you, if you have that mindset to where you're just tired of being in that arena and you want more control, franchising is the vehicle. I don't like, we started this podcast. I don't believe people wake up and go, Oh yeah, I want a franchise, not a highly educated, you know, person who's trying to build wealth because they don't understand what the franchise vehicle is until they meet Kim Daly. So that's why we talk about outcomes. It's not the franchise you want. It's the outcome of money and time and quality of life, more passion, more control, more freedom, however you define that. And then my job as the franchise consultant is to find the right franchise vehicles to take you from where you are today to where you want to be. And I do all of that for free, Jim. I don't know if I said that yet, but I do all of that for free. I'm paid by franchisors to offer this amazing service because I'm doing a lot of upfront work on their mindset, pre-qualifying people, getting people ready for a four to a six week investigation so that there's a higher likelihood of there being a good match between a franchisee and a franchisor. So just to clarify last statement real quick is they could go and just buy the franchise from a franchisor or they could have a coach like you. They're going to pay the same either way. Like who wouldn't want to have the coach? Who wouldn't want to have the advocate with 20 years experience on their side? Exactly. Well, hopefully. And I have the relationships, right? So not all franchisors are created equal, right? 
So yeah. how do you even know where to begin? There's three to 4,000 options out there. How do you know, like, if you're looking at painting? I was just doing this with somebody today. And um, he brought a couple options to the table. And I said, well, I have lots of painting options with people that I've been friends with for 20 years. So if you want to go do it your way, you don't need me, right? But if you want some solidarity behind what you're doing and know that the companies you're looking at are people of integrity, they're, they're, they're backed by strong leadership, you know, like if you want these givens from day one in your process, then let me help you. Yeah, I, mean, I think we could probably talk about this for hours because there's so many cool things that you're doing through the steps and people have to realize freedom does have a cost. There is a cost to being free. But again, compared to what? Compared to not being free, I'll pay the cost. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes every day because I know what freedom feels like and I am unemployable for sure. I would never, ever work. I don't care. Somebody said to me, well, what if you sold you know, this and this? And I said, I'm not working for somebody else. I don't care. There's not enough money in the world to make me work for somebody else. And I don't care how much freedom they say you have, you don't. And I remember kind of when I started in the financial services world, I had to wear a tie and my uh, suit coat in the hallway, right? And my, and I was in the market that everybody wanted me to go after was doctors and attorneys and CPAs that refer business to me. And I was like, no, no, I like blue collar people that are running these businesses that are welding shops and and cabinet companies and they're in jeans and ripped t-shirts and they're making way more money than these doctors and these attorneys are making most of them anyway. And I love the business ownership story of it. Tell me how you started your business, you know, and you hear some amazing stories, some transformational stories. And these people just glow when they tell you about their business. So you know what's awesome you, about that yeah. is they worked their business. You know, there's a lot of um, when people come to the idea of a franchise, you know, we talked about semi-absentee ownership, but I, I'm always sort of like, you know, scrunching my nose up a little bit. Like, why don't people want to work? You know, people think like, oh, I want to invest in a franchise and from day one, it's just going to like run and I don't have to put the time in. It's like when you look at the most successful businesses in the world, the people who started them, they worked their you-know-what's-off, you know, until it got to a certain point. Now, again, I'm not saying that if you need to keep your job in order to invest in the business, you can't do that. You can do that in a franchise. But why is, why is work looked down on? You know, everybody wants the joy of the freedom and they want the money, but they don't want the cost. And like you just said, it, it comes at a cost. Something has to give. If it were that easy, everybody would do it and everybody would do it well. So the catch is, you know, if you want to go build that multi-million dollar business, you got to put in the time. And I always tell my candidates, you'll, they're like, how do I make sure that I'm going to be successful? Right? Well, You'll become successful. You'll have that million dollar business if that's your goal. When you become the owner worthy of the million dollar business, that implies that you grew, that you're offering value to a million dollars. So like on my wall over here, on my little vision board that I look at all day long, 
I have the top entrepreneur and I say, Kim, make your efforts and influence worth. My number is $10 million today, right? So make your efforts and influence worth $10 million. So I want to be worth $10 million. What do I have to do? How do I have to show up? Who do I have to be for other people to be worthy of a $10 million a year business or lifestyle? That's my goal. I didn't say I'm there yet. <laughs> you know what? You're exactly right. If you want to be a billionaire, then you have to create value. You know, I mean, it doesn't, and have, not very many people really want to be a billionaire because you end up stopping way, way, way before that. But what you realize is the money, because, you know, most people can't spend as much money as they think they could spend, right? And that's, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. But, and you can always, you know, give money away and bless other people or invest in other people, right? And so there's always things to do. You'll figure it out. But it's the you same way that, that you just said, when you get in business for yourself, it's like jumping, like if you're standing on the side of a river and on the other side of the river is every single thing that you ever wanted. And you say, but I'll never jump in because I'm afraid I'm going to drown. Well, you're not going to let yourself drown. You're going to get across that river. And yeah, you might get beaten a little bit and battered a little bit, but you're going to get across that river. Then when you turn around, there's all the people over there and they're saying, but Hey, I want to, Hey, come get me. And you know, there's, there's Kim Daly in the middle trying to help them get across the river. Right? So that's cool. All right, Kim, as we wrap up, I know that I've asked you this question several times. So you've given us several books, but today. If God came down from heaven and said that you could only retain the knowledge that you've received from one book, what would that book be today? Yeah, that's a painful question because you know I read so many books. So right now I'm on a Wayne Dyer kick. Like I've been in Wayne Dyer for about three months and I'm, this, I'm on my second pass of Wishes Fulfilled. Because the first pass was just so amazing that I needed two passes to really probably absorb still only 10% of it. Um, and then I've been following him on YouTube and some of his meditations and just his lectures that uh, talk about wishes fulfilled. So I'm into that book. But you know, my all-time greatest have to read. I paid my kids to read this book. For two years, I set a timer on my phone. And on the first day of every month for two years, I audibled the book, Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. It is my absolute go-to. If you haven't read it, you have to read it. And it's one of those books you have to read on a regular basis until what he's saying to you becomes a habit. Because it's only good if you implement it, right? Which is why I'm on my second pass with Wayne Dyer. Because, you know, I'm a manifester. I'm a creator. I know that I'm a powerful creator. And I try to own that power every single day. But we all have to be reminded. Because life is hard. And the world will beat you down. <laughs> Our own thoughts will beat us down. And we have to, like, overcome that. And so I'm constantly, like my gas tank. I'm constantly filling myself back up with these amazing books there's just there's so many great books out there but you know i don't it's just fulfilled i speak for that one because i'm in it right now but earl nightingale the strangest secret is my all-time number one favorite life-changing book you know what i what i love about the strangest secret and i got a story about that but if you think about it in the bible it's you know guard your heart because your heart becomes your thoughts become your actions 
it's basically the strangest secret. It's saying whatever you think about, you'll become because your thoughts become your actions and your actions are who you are. So I buy the strangest secret. And if I went out in my great room over here, you'll see three copies on this bureau and I leave it. It's behind my sectional and I leave them there. There's three copies there right now. I happen to see it. But this is what happens, Kim. If somebody comes over, and this happened a couple of weeks ago, we had some people over for a little barbecue, and this woman who her, her and her husband own four GM dealerships, again, business owners, franchisees, right? Because that's what they are. And I said, oh, Ginger, have you read that book? And she goes, no, but I saw Lori had it. And I said, okay, I gave it to Lori. Here's your coffee. And I just keep ordering like five, 10 at a time. Amazon's weird. If you order more than 10, they somehow think you're doing, I don't know what they think I'm doing with these books. And I get the hard cover and it's so cool. And I tell people, if you'll read this and do what he tells you to do in the back and you'll carry around the card for 30 days, it will change your life. And if you- Or Audible. It's a free Audible on YouTube. It's 25 minutes. It's one elliptical session. 25 minutes, people. I told my kids, I'm going to pay you to read this book. They're like, we don't want to read the book. I'm like, I'm paying you to read a book. It's 25 minutes, right? Change your life. Put it on 2x speed. Get it done in 12 minutes. I mean, (laughs) if you pay your kids $100 to listen to uh, less than 30 minutes, but here's the key. Just do the card thing. Just put the card in your pocket. Whatever. One goal, the next 30 days, what are you going to think about? And you start to realize I love the nightshade example, you know, because if you put poison in your brain, what's it going to produce? Poison. Exactly. I've so, had a couple of people in my life recently who've had some really horrible things, tragic things happen to them. And, you know, I said to my best friend, you know, when a lemon wait is a sweet. I thought I was your best oh, friend. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> my other best friend, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, he said, you know, look, if you squeeze a lemon, what comes out? Lemon juice, of course, right? Because what's in you comes out when you're squeezed. And when life squeezes you, you see what you're made of, you know? And so that's why, like, I think everybody shies away from being squeezed. Like, look, I I always say, like, to to John, I always, like, joke and be like, look, I'm a diamond in the making because I'm under so much freaking pressure. I am cold, baby. (laughs) Under so (laughs) much pressure. Diamond is going to be awful when it emerges, right? So sort of shrieks away in some respect from like challenging times in life, but the challenging times make us who we are, you know, and yeah. if you're never squeezed. You never really know what you're made of. Kim, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, the best place is my YouTube channel, kimdaily.tv. My last name is D-A-L-Y. From there, you can go to my website. All my contact information is there, but I have over 500 videos and a vast growing library on all things franchising, business ownership, mindset coaching. Please check out some videos. And if I can help you, absolutely feel free to reach out to me. And there's an opportunity for people coming up to work with you in a a workshop or? Oh, yes. I was, yes, thank you. I've recorded a, a free webinar on really how you build wealth through franchising. Um, that I will be, it's actually as a pop-up on my website, thedailycoach.com, but you'll be able to find that pretty soon through Jim Oliver as well. Awesome. We'll put all of that in the show notes. And uh, Kim, I can't thank you enough. 
and almost like you queued it up instead of me queuing it up the the outro of our show as you know is the strangest secret so kim thank you and take it away earl here's the key to success and the key to failure we become what we think about now let me say that again we become what we think about once again thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast if you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies then go to community.createtailwind.com that's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.